You haven't heard the news yet? No, what happened? The Court of Criminal Appeals issued a stay of your execution for Wednesday. Are you serious? Are you serious? <laughs> that is so wonderful. Thank you so Hi guys, welcome to the Lone Star Play Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. We have a wonderful episode today. We're going to give you an update on the Melissa Lucio case. So uh, I'm actually going to be reading an article from the Innocence Project, and you can follow along. We'll put a link in the description to that, and um, just going over that. So basically, yeah, we're going to get a, give you an update on that. We're going to talk about what, what's coming next, and then we're going to go over some of the stuff that happened with the, um, the episodes we put out. So some of the, the interview with the Melissa uh, Lucio family uh, that came here to the studio. And we interviewed them with uh, director Sabrina. Um, and uh, I spoke to Sabrina uh, as well recently after this has happened. Uh, I'll give you a little update on that. Nothing too much. I mean, it was a, you know, off the record conversation where, you know, just talking. So I'm not here to uh, divulge all that, but um Anyway, so look, that's what we're going to talk about. Let's uh, let's jump in. Before we do, please check us out on social media, uh, Lone Star Plate TX, uh, to follow everything that's going along with um, you know this case and any other projects we're doing. Right, any other episodes we have going on. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button and the notification bell so you can be notified of any videos we put out and whatnot. Okay, so um, and. Please hit the like button and comment down below um, anything you think we missed or anything you think we should should discuss next on another episode that we do about Melissa Lucio. Okay, so if you have any questions about the case or whatever, we'll do another one and answer them from the comments here. Um, okay, let's get this going. All right, so here's the let's get this uh, article from the Innocence Project again. We'll put a link down there if you want to follow along. But uh, let's get it going. Melissa Lucio was granted a stay by the Texas court just two days before her scheduled execution. On April 25, the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals issued a stay of execution for Innocence Project client Melissa Lucio and ordered the 138th Judicial District Court of Cameron County to consider new evidence of her innocence in the death of her daughter, Mariah. Melissa Lucio's attorneys now have the chance to present evidence to a trial court for a hearing on four of the claims raised in her April 15th habeas petition. Number one, the state used false evidence to obtain her conviction. Number two, the state failed to turn over favorable evidence to the defense at her trial. Number three, there was new scientific evidence that Melissa's jury never heard that undermines her conviction. Number four, Melissa is actually innocent. 
So those are the four things from the petition, the four claims raised. The stay cave is an incredible relief to Miss Lucio, her family, all her supporters, and her legal team just two days before she was scheduled to be killed for a crime that never occurred. The Innocence Project joined the case in January, and along with the Capitol Habeas Unit of the Federal Defender for the Western District of Texas, Cornell University on the death penalty worldwide, and a pro bono team from O'Melveny and Myers LLP filed the habeas petition that has hopefully paved the way for her eventual exoneration. Uh, how a co coercive interrogation became a wrongful conviction. So this is a little bit of history of what happened. In 2007, Melissa Lucio's youngest child, Mariah, accidentally fell down a flight of stair stairs. Two days later, she could not be woken from a nap and was pronounced dead at the hospital. Detective, detectives rushed to judgment, and just two hours after Mariah died, took Melissa Lucio in for questioning. During the five-hour-long interrogation, officers berated and intimidated Miss Lucio, who was pregnant and in shock from the loss of her child. They used coercive methods known to produce false confessions. After several hours of interrogation, Miss Lucio said, I guess I did it and made other false incriminating statements to get the officers to end the interrogation. Her statement was then characterized by the prosecution as a confession to murder. Two of the officers who interrogated Miss Lucio were present at Mariah's autopsy, leading to a biased autopsy process and an incomplete investigation into Mariah's health history and the causes of her injuries and death. <coughs> Excuse me. In 2008, Melissa Lucio was sentenced to death based on the statements she was coerced into making during the marathon interrogation. New scientific and expert evidence show that Melissa Lucio's conviction was based on an unreliable, coerced confession and unscientific false evidence that misled, pardon me, misled the jury into believing Mariah's death was a murder instead of the truth. She died following a tragic accidental fall. World-renowned experts on false confessions, including police trainer and interrogation expert David Thompson and Dr. Gisley Jude Johnson, one of the world's leading experts on false confessions, have analyzed Miss Lucio's interrogation and concluded that her admissions are unreliable and simply a regurgitation of the words and facts that officers fed her throughout a highly coercive interrogation process. So just let me break that down real quick. I'm sure you get it, but basically, right, the, the, the police officers are telling her things, right, saying she did certain things. So after a certain point in time, you just say it because, right, they just are saying that to you. So after hours, remind you, you know, Melissa was in there for hours and hours in the middle of the night. So that's what they're saying. It's just unreliable, right? It, it, basically, that would happen to anybody. If we put you in a room, you're, you're going to admit to JFK, uh, even though you weren't even born. Uh, so, yes. False confessions elicited by guilt, presumative police interrogation tactics like the ones used against Melissa Lucio are a primary cause of wrongful conviction in the United States. Now, let me just say, well, let me finish reading this. Of the 66 women listed on the National Registry of Exonerations who were exonerated after a murder conviction, only one quarter involved false confessions. 
Let me just say, that doesn't mean that all interrogations are bad, okay? Not at, not at all. Probably the majority go just fine, and the officers do exactly what they're supposed to do, and there's some bad people out there, okay? And they're taking them off the streets. So this is by no means, um, you know, an attack on officers who are doing the right thing. Uh, you know, we support the blue here. I personally support the blue, and we all do behind the team here. Um, absolutely. So, hey, but everyone makes mistakes, right? So, all right. At Melissa, at Miss Lucio's trial, um, the medical examiner testified that the bruises and injuries on Mariah's body could only have been caused by abuse. However, pathologists who have reviewed the evidence have concluded that this testimony was false. Mariah's autopsy showed signs of a blood coagulation disorder, okay, which causes profuse bruising throughout the body. At the time of her death, Mariah was healing from an injury to her arm which the medical examiner also said was a sign of abuse. However, a pediatric orthopedic surgeon who reviewed the evidence concluded that the medical examiner's testimony was misleading. And there is nothing about Mariah's fracture that indicates that it was the result of an intentional act or abuse. This was an extremely common type of injury among toddlers that can result from a fall from standing height. So basically saying, right, that... Um, Look, uh, you know, the doctor just jumped to the conclusions, right? The medical examiner just jumped to the conclusions, saw injury on a child and said abuse. Just connected the two. Two plus two equals four, to, right, to them. They, they, that, that's basically it. And they're saying there's more to it, right? There, there's other causes, other things that they didn't consider, right? So these are... Uh, if you notice, these, there's a lot of steps here where Melissa's rights weren't fulfilled, right? Which is another part of this case, right? That they have every right, like that's Melissa's part of Melissa's right. If they're accusing her of killing Mariah, right? That they perform that autopsy correctly, right? That is also part of, of course, Mariah's rights, first and foremost, but also Melissa's rights, along with the interrogation, right? Along with the evidence during the trial, right? There's so many steps along the way that it just wasn't done the right way. So, all right. Melissa uh, will finally have the opportunity to make the case in court for a new trial to show that her original conviction was based on unreliable and false evidence and to present the critical evidence of her innocence that was missing from her original trial. At the conclusion of the evidentiary hearings, the trial court could recommend that the Court of Criminal Appeals vacate Miss Lucio's conviction and grant her a new trial, which would give her a chance to be exonerated and ultimately freed from prison. The hearing date has not yet been scheduled. All of the new evidence of her innocence has never before been considered by any court. The court's stay allows us to continue fighting along Side Melissa until she is freed and exonerated, explained Vanessa Potkin, one of Miss Lucio's attorneys. So basically what they're saying is, right, Melissa's never had the opportunity for all the evidence in her case to be presented at once because her original trial, that never happened. So now with this day, they can have a, a hearing, right, to convince them to have a new trial. So this does not mean a new trial yet, okay? And it doesn't mean she's freed. It means 
the, what they were going, the execution date that they had set, they just paused it to say, okay, you're saying you have some other stuff. Let's take a look at that. And then we'll decide if there should be a new trial or if the execution stands, at which point they would lift the stay, right? So hopefully she gets the trial. And if they do get the new trial, which they're very hopeful they will, then they present all the evidence and they're hoping she'll be exonerated at that point and free. So, you know, it's a crazy story, y'all, right? That's, it's just a crazy story. So, so that's where we're at, right? So she's not free. Okay. Just if anybody's confused. All right. So what's next? That's it. That, that's what's next. We basically are waiting for that hearing to be set. The hearing date has not been scheduled. And, um, you know, earlier I mentioned I spoke to Sabrina Von Tassel, um, and I did over the weekend, just right after, um, you know, I guess almost a week after Melissa's um, stay has been paused, right? She got to stay on her execution. Um, and basically, Sabrina said that, you know, this could take a year. Right. So th this could take a while for this to be scheduled, which means we can't let up. Right. Excuse me. The energy, um, the movement, it can't let up because it could come at any moment. Right. So keep sharing, keep talking about it, keep discussing it, um, keep moving it about, um, you know, and second, don't let anyone shame you into thinking you're not doing enough. Um, I hate stuff like that. Let, let's keep that. Let's keep the focus on what it should be It's for Melissa here. Um, so, you know, that, that's what needs to happen. Um, so look, um, we're going to be posting about it and, and continue with this story and follow it all the way through. And, and, you know, I know they're putting a plan together sort of, right. So we can figure out what are the next steps sort of in the public what can we do, right, to spread more of the message and get people behind this? Um, but for now, just the same stuff, you know, just keep talking about it and and let's keep, you know, going with this. So um, I hope that helped you understand more about this case and what's going on. Again, if you have any questions or concerns or comments, just put them down below and, and I'll, I'll make sure to go in there and answer I can anything about the case or whatever, you know, I can. And again, we'll put a link to the, to the description of this article that I was reading from, uh, from the Innocence Project that, that made this happen, right? So, um, yes. Okay. Now let's get to the last part here. Um, so we released obviously a, um, we released an episode with, uh, Melissa, part of Melissa Lucio's family that came over here to the studio with Sabrina while they were on a trip right to um for melissa a couple months ago and um we released the episode and um let's just say there's been some issues i guess right um with it um gosh where do i start well you know th there's a lot of crazy comments on youtube for sure about it people are just willing to just say anything they don't even need to know everything. They just say, boom, how they feel, which is fine. That's what comments are for. We don't really engage in there. If you've noticed, we're not down in there um, commenting at all. We'll just leave that for y'all to go back and forth. We believe in free speech. So even if we don't agree with the comment, it's staying. Um, as long as nobody's saying anything too, too crazy or hateful back and forth to each other, right? Uh, people are allowed to put their opinions. 
Um, there was also a lot of support for Melissa, obviously. Um, thank you for that. You know, the truth is, what are we fighting for, right? There's a lot of confusion on, you know, personally why we did, uh, because we got attacked and I got attacked personally, uh, for doing this interview, just for doing the interview. Um, but you know, the truth is what we're fighting for is one, we, as a team here at the podcast, we just don't believe in the death penalty and, and our team, uh, you know, full transparency is made up of, Americans and non-Americans. So there are people out of this country that also work on the podcast that, that aren't from here, um, from Europe, and just think differently. It's just how it is. And, and same with myself here. There's a lot of people here in the United States, Texans, who just don't believe in the death penalty. I think everyone thinks if you're from Texas, you just, because we have it, then you agree with it. And that's absolutely not. There's a lot of us that don't. I don't believe the government as the right to take life. I don't think we should give them that power. Aside from, I don't think we should do a period, definitely not giving the government to say who should do it. I mean, look what can happen. That could be you. This could happen to you. I mean, because it hasn't happened doesn't mean it can't happen to you. You're crazy. I mean, that's, that's nuts. Um, yes, it can happen. Doesn't mean you need to, you know, have the life that Melissa had before it happened. This kind of stuff happens to all kinds of people. There's, this is not the only story. There's, that's the sad part about it. There's a lot of this. So that's what we're fighting for, right? We don't believe in the death penalty and fair trials. Melissa did not get a fair trial. It was never about her innocence or guilt. However, that is also a part of it, right? On top of it, we just don't believe she's guilty of this. So, you know, not only did she not get a fair trial, but she's innocent on top of it. You know, it's a multitude of things. So, not to say she's innocent, period, of not doing anything at all, but this murder, which is what they put her in prison for and want to take her life for, right? Um, and again, it's been paused, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, I want to address some of that, where we stand. For, that's all I can speak on. I can't speak on anyone else's motives, even the family's motives or Sabrina's motives that's come on the podcast, right, who I've directly spoken. I can't speak about their motives. Only they can speak for themselves. You want to know about them? Ask them. That's that simple. I'm not speaking for them. I'm not speaking for the family. I'm not speaking for Sabrina. We're speaking for me and, and I'm speaking for me and the podcast. Um, that's it. That's where we stand. Um, we tried to reach out to, um, you know, in, in, in other people in the family, right? Because our podcast episode the family came and they said some things about who they thought may be, you know, a part of this, right? Uh, maybe did something, right? They, they, there were some accusations made, let's say, um, all allegedly, nobody, um, right? It's all allegedly uh, speculation. And Truth is, we tried to get the other side. We tried to get uh, Selena. We reached out um, and to see if she wanted to come on. Does not, did not want to come on. And that turned into a whole disaster, as some of you know, who have seen her TikTok. Um, right? That didn't go well for me. Uh, our messages, she publicized them. Tens of thousands of people saw them. I don't care. Didn't bother me at all because I'm not ashamed of anything I wrote. Um, Everything I said was true. And that was the thing with Selena. It was just weird uh, with her, to be honest. I'm just being honest here about, you know, dealing with Sabrina and, um, you know, John and Sonia and Vanessa that came over. Um, uh, 
there was no issues. It was just so professional, like any other podcast interview we do. When we deal with a lot of celebrities and right and, and PR teams and right and assistants and agents and all that, talent management, it's it's uh you know, it's professional, right? Um that is not Selena. Uh, she did not take it that way, did not go that way. Um and to be honest, maybe I said some one or two things in my messages I shouldn't have said either, and you know, I apologize. Uh, but it is what it is. Um, nothing too crazy. Again, I'm sure you'd be like, what? That's it. You know, but again, um, she made it personal and I quickly stepped away and haven't messaged her at all and don't message her. And that was it. It, it was a one-time thing. Um, but we, just to be clear, we were not trying to be biased and we wanted to have both sides and we're always willing to hear another side of the story. She just didn't want to tell it. Um, and of course the excuse was, well, you're biased. So why would I tell you? But in all transparency, and she should say this as well, she didn't give interviews to anybody. So it wasn't just us because we're biased. That doesn't make sense. You're not, she's not giving interviews to anybody for a good reason. I, I think there's something there, but you know, who knows? I don't know. I think the focus should be on what the Innocence Project is doing. That's Melissa's best hope. And that's where the focus should be and not worrying about this drama and these other things uh, that are going on uh, with the family. Um, you know what I mean? And, and all of that just doesn't matter. It really just doesn't. And um, if they think Selena and, you know, Alexandra had some something to do with this or that, honestly, at this point, I, I personally just, and for a long time, I haven't fed into that, I just don't care. Um, it's all about Melissa and getting her out. She just didn't have a fair trial, right? Like that, that's what needs to happen. That's what needs to happen. She needs this new trial. So, or just a, a miracle and governor Abbott grant, uh, grants her a pardon and gets her out. I mean, that could happen. That would just be the, you know, monopoly, right? Uh, literally get out of jail free card. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Um, but Again, just our intentions and what we wanted to do here, that was it. So there's any other concerns or, you know, whatever about what we're doing, we're open. Email us, talk to us. We're happy to talk about it. What we won't do is engage in anything unprofessional, right? Anything that's attacking us. Or, you know, if you write me and threaten to break my legs or come to my house and take my life, um, which has happened, right? Crazy that I got death threats and physical threats for all this, for all of this, right? Um, yeah. Of course, we're not going to respond to comments like that, right? So, but if you have genuine concerns, reach out and we'll more than likely interact with you, right? That's what we do. But that's a lot of it has not been that. And I see the, even the YouTube comments, attacking us um you know we're not going to respond to those i get you have your opinion and your you know you you want to let it out so i get it and i've done that myself so if you're but if you're interested in us responding that's not how you want if you just want to throw your i get it just put it down in there and we'll read it uh but if you want a response that those we will not respond to so listen guys hope you're doing well Please just, you know, have a great week. Um, thank you so much for listening to this. I hope we gave you a good update on the Melissa Lucio case. 
Um, again, link in the description for the Innocence Project. Check them out. There's a, they do wonderful things. Um, you know, this is something to get behind. This has definitely opened my eyes on wrongful wrongful convictions, um, our just justice system as a whole. Um, but also, we can't forget the things that go right. I think that's important when these things happen. It's just like, well, it's all bad, you know. We also need to make sure we highlight the good. There's good judges. There's good lawyers. There's good cops, right, doing good things, putting bad people away that need to go away. But personally, I do not believe in the death penalty, and we do not hear. Um, you know, it might be interesting to do a podcast on just the death penalty and get some people that believe in it and that don't and, and have that conversation because – um, I understand the urge to, you know, someone did something horrific and they, you know, you, you I, I, they deserve to die. Like I get it, especially a child's involved. I get it. Emotions are high. Right. But we have, you know, we have to operate as a society, but we also operate as individuals, right. As a community. So I get that. And there's community and society. And they're not the same thing. And as a society, we just have to be above it all. We have to set standards that, you know, we probably can never meet, but that's our goal. And another part of our justice system is about punishment, right? Um, is that the right way? You know, I get it. People do make mistakes though, let's be real, right? But is everyone evil, right? that commits a crime and then goes to jail for that crime? Are they evil or did they make mistake? Should we be trying to rehabilitate that person or should we just trying to be punishing them? Right. Taking away your freedom is already punishment enough. Right. It's almost like if we go the rehabilitation route, the punishments there, right. Because a lot of times I, I honestly believe this. I think most people who commit crimes you know, who aren't habitual about it, right? Like they punish themselves more than anybody. I really believe that. Uh, but anyway, discussion for another time. Uh, if that's something you'd like to hear or for us to do, please let us know if you'd like to be involved somehow. Maybe we can get a panel. Reach out to me. I'm on Instagram, Patrick Scott Armstrong, or reach out to us on Lone Star Plate TX. Find me on there, reach out. See, let's do this. All right, guys, um, I don't want to keep this under 30 minutes, so that's what we did. Um, look, I encourage everyone, we'll also put links to the uh, interviews we've done um, dating back pretty far and some other uh, links. We actually have a playlist on our YouTube homepage that has a bunch of videos to help you understand um, everything that happened with the Melissa Lucio case and everything, and this one right now that's, you know, where we're at now. Um, because again, look, this all started we have to be real with Sabrina Von Tossel. So that woman definitely deserves credit for bringing attention to this case because even the Innocence Project would not have known about it. So I know there's some things going on there about her. Ignore it all. The woman did this. She literally brought it to attention. Um, Nobody had even heard of Melissa, right? I mean, she she made a documentary about it and it it brought this to light. And that's usually what it takes. 
it's sad to say it takes bringing it to light um, for it to happen. Otherwise, it's like nobody cares, right? I mean, Kim Kardashian, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm going off again, but this, my, my final thoughts here, um, Kim Kardashian tweeted about this case and got it going or made Instagram posts. Um, and honestly, that was huge. That, that's massive, right? Um, and listen to this. She had put up an original post, got so much hate for it. She had to take it down. But guess what she did? She put it up again and redid it, you know, and got people behind it and then made another post. She's smart and she didn't give up. I got to be honest. Say what you want about that woman. I got nothing but respect for her. That is the truth. She does use her platform for good. You can say whatever you want about her, how she got her platform. I don't care. There's a lot of people that whatever, man, you can hate all you want. Basically, that's all that is. Um, I don't hate people that are doing better than me. Why? They're doing better than you. Let it go. Go do something about it if you want. Don't hate on people that get that. That doesn't make any sense, uh, right? Don't what's the new saying now, right? Um, don't fight to uh, destroy what you hate. Um, save what you love, right? So, yes, a lot of respect for last week, tonight, John Oliver, they also did a piece on it, on Melissa Lucio, right? That was huge. That was huge, right? HBO, John Oliver, one of the the biggest shows in the United States, uh, that was huge. You know, numbers spike. We, we can see the interview stuff go up. I mean, that stuff helped the petition, our links for the petition, all that stuff gets clicked on. We see it all. And that's just us, lots of other people, right, that are involved, other celebrities, um, you know, that got involved with this to, to push it out. Um, Sabrina was going on the news, MSNBC, CBS, you name it, you know, national news shows to talk about this. It was on Joe Rogan. They talked about it on Joe Rogan. That brought a lot of people just to our uh, stuff. You know, it was, I'm sure you've heard it, right? It's everywhere. It's on Univision. The Mexican community got behind it, right? Thank goodness, right? Really brought a lot of people together. If you notice, especially in Texas, this is bipartisan support. Republican, Democrat, people that are staunch defenders of the death penalty <laughs> fought against this. Even they were like, this ain't right. Th this is not, a <laughs> this case ain't right. So look at all the evidence, you know, that's what I recommend. Don't look at all the nonsense. Look at all the evidence to make your decision about this. Look, I realize a young girl lost her life, Mariah, a beautiful two-year-old girl that had a whole life ahead of you, of her, pardon me. I get it. I know that that's tough. I know that that's not easy. I know a lot of you feel that she hasn't gotten the attention that she should have gotten. I'm sorry, I'm supposed to end this podcast right now, I have it, but th this is important. Um, kind of lingering here, but that's okay. Lingering final thoughts. Um, Mariah deserved, right, to have some attention. I agree, okay? Um, 
I 100% agree. And if you really want what's best for Mariah, think about it. Why would you want her mom suffering to not be able to take care of the rest of her children? Because that's what ended up happening, right? She got, uh, you know, Melissa got taken away from the rest of her children. They had to split up, raised all kinds of different ways, right? And now look at some of those kids. I'm not judging, okay? There's just some things going on that just aren't healthy. Um, and, you know, the state, it just like was like a virus, right? By, by incarcerating Melissa, it didn't just screw over Melissa and her rights. It just, it, her whole family, everything got affected. And, and, and the effect from that family does to other people, right? Like, it's just a ripple effect. Right. So when you do the wrong thing in the justice system, you know, it, the, the ripple effect, the collateral damage is, is just so intense and you can't go back on it. Right. They can exonerate. Let's say they do and they exonerate Melissa and all that. It's it's you can't go back in time. Right. So they have to get these things right. The idea of a police officer being like, well, you know, I just think they did it, so I'm going to force it in, right? Plan evidence, um, do this, do that, because I know they did it. You don't know, right? That's what our justice system is for, right? We have, we have a system, and we have to follow it at all costs, you know? And those cops cross the line. The DA... The judge, it's like everyone involved in this case just dropped the ball, to be honest with you. This entire county, you know. But with that said, they also, there's more stuff they didn't know back then, if we're being fair to them. If we want to be 100% fair to them too, right? There's new uh, ways to look at evidence. There's new you know, experts, right, that they may have not have had available, whatever. You know, whatever the case is, throwing the blame around this, that, or the other, whatever's just going to get Melissa off, right? Um, this poor woman. So, look, what we're going to do is, um, I think, going out, play that clip one last time of Melissa hearing, um, hearing that she's going, that they're going to stop the execution. I, I honestly, guys, I, I, I recommend you taking a moment to think what that would be like. You know, knowing you're going to die in a couple of days, right? The thought that your life is ending and you know when it's coming on an exact day and time, right? That There's always been that thought experiment. That if you could know when you were going to die day and time, would you want to know, right? Most people say, no, of course not. Horrific. Yeah, there you go. Well, they stopped it, right? So let's go out on that bright note. Congratulations and... Um, to Melissa and her family and everyone that works so hard on this uh, to make this happen. Um, honestly, and I have to say this, John Lucio is getting a lot of flack and a lot of hate. But the truth is, there's one person in that family that's stuck by Melissa through a lot of this here. It's him. It's John, man. And I know he's, he's done some things in his life that I probably wouldn't do or don't agree with. Um, 
but I don't want to judge anybody. Made my own mistakes. Um, but I think that guy is trying to do the right thing. I think he is doing the right thing right now. And I think, you know, he needs our support. That's the truth. And it's not easy for him. He's got a lot on his shoulders. It's a big family. He's also trying to, right, deal with outside of uh, dealing with Melissa and the case and everything. So just special shout out to him. So anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening and watching. We're going to go out with um, the Melissa learning that she's going to have a stay on her execution. Okay, guys, thank you again for watching. It's the Lone Star Plate. I'm Patrick. We'll see you next time. the news yet? No, what happened? The Court of Criminal Appeals issued a stay of your execution for Wednesday. The Lone Star Play podcast is produced by Texas Real Food. Go to texasrealfood.com and you can search your city for stores, butchers, restaurants, farmers markets, and more. We're using fresh, artisanal, organic sources. It's a fun site that brings all natural options all together. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, visit our website, lonestarplate.show. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Until next time.